This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Like, I remember when I was applying for this job and I'm like, oh my God, I wrote on a sticky note and stuck it to my wall. Like, okay, I'm going to be the host of the Girls Building Empires podcast. And I just remember wanting it so badly. And now in times when there's like slumps or ruts and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I feel so unmotivated to do this, blah, blah, blah. I just think back to when I wanted it so badly. And now that I have it, I'm like... Okay, I need to I need to do this then. I need to build it to what I said I like I was going to build. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Real Real podcast. I am your host Natalie Barbu and I am very excited to be chilling here on the microphone because as I stare out the window it is raining, it's a gloomy day, it's one of those days where the sky is just gray and sad and it makes me want to be very lazy but I can't really be lazy so (laughs) yeah I hate when it's raining like this during the week but also I'm I don't I would rather have it be during the week than on the weekend but I wish that I like had nothing to do all day and I could just like lay in bed watch tv do absolutely nothing and like curl up while this this gray rainy day like passes that would be my ideal day I'm really trying to cut my work week short because I feel like my work days have been really really long and I want to make them shorter in the sense of like maybe having an early Friday or dare I say having Friday's off sometimes would that be possible should we try a four-day work week at Rella would that be something that we could do let's see (laughs) I highly doubt it but that would be really 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 nice because I've just been feeling a little bit stressed and overwhelmed lately but you know what that comes with the territory I think that I'm obviously like not encouraging people to overwork themselves but I do think that there are times and places where you're working longer days than usual but it should pay off in the long run. So that's kind of my theory with it. Like I'm not pro hustle culture, but I also think there's going to be seasons in your life where you're working a lot harder than you've ever worked before. And that's okay. You just have to do what you have to do. But I mean, as long as that's not, you know, the normal or your whole entire life. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I've just realized like this is the season I'm in. And as we're um, really like crunch time for Rella, it should be launching in a few weeks should I say a few weeks our goal is beginning of November but because of that I feel like it's just been it's been crunch time it's been a stressful time so I'm just telling myself that it is the season and you know it comes with building a company but that actually brings me to our guest today and what I've been up to this week actually so last week I was on the girls building empires podcast and the guest of today's episode is actually Madison Reed from the girls building empires podcast but I was on their show and it was one of the most inspiring conversations I've had on a podcast I really enjoyed it it was super casual but like questions that I usually don't talk about it really got me reflecting on just what I'm doing and like my entrepreneurial journey if you will I went on a deep dive into their brand and I just want to shout out to all the women out there that are building their own empires 
I always get so excited by all of the women that I get to speak to on the podcast. And I love following all their journeys and entrepreneurship because it's one of those things that you don't see a lot, you know, like I feel like I'm glad and thankful that there's all these like podcasts that are highlighting them. But in the real world, you aren't seeing that many like women founders and they're not as common, obviously, as men founders. There's obviously a huge discrepancy even between like women getting funding versus men getting funding. And it gets even worse if you look at like women of color or um, people of color, like it just the, the discrepancy is even worse, which is so sad. So I always just love highlighting stories of women that are building their empires and girls building empires is doing exactly that. A common topic that comes up all the time, at least for me and for the, the women that I speak to is imposter syndrome. And we get a little bit into that into this episode, but it's something that I constantly have to work on myself. I feel all the time. Like I am an imposter, like imposter syndrome hits me so hard and it hits me more this year than it's ever hit me in the past. And I think it's because of Rella. If you don't know, I am starting a social media app. So it's a social media management tool. It's going to be an all-in-one tool for influencers to help them run their business. And they will be able to manage and monetize all of their platforms in one place. And so doing that, I mean, it's, we're a startup and being the founder and like CEO of a startup is really freaking scary. And it's something that I deal with because one, I'm 25 years old. I feel like I'm very young and I feel like just being very like feminine and girly and being a female that like enjoys, you know, fashion and beauty and like social media and taking photos and all of that stuff doesn't translate that well in the business world, I will say. Like, I feel like it's not the image that you see for the most part. So I always feel like I have to suppress that side of me. If I'm like in business meetings or speaking to potential investors or giving a pitch, like I have to make sure my voice is a little lower or I don't have, you know, that like run like the, what's it called? Vocal fry. Or I have to make sure that I, I sound more, I guess, I don't even know. I don't want to say more masculine because that's not what I'm doing, but I guess less feminine and less girly. And I hate that. So for me, I I really have been feeling imposter syndrome at like an all time high lately. And it's been kind of sad. So I've been really, really working on that and struggling with that at the same time. If you want me to do like a whole episode on it, I would love to share that because I think it's something that so many people can relate to. But we talk all about imposter syndrome in this episode as well. But it's something that I wanted to just highlight and point out and let you know that that feeling is real and it's valid, but it should never hold you back. And it's something that is a lie. Like if you are feeling that you are an imposter, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not successful enough, like that is a lie that is being told and it's not true and you have to be able to move past it because it it really does affect everyone. And I don't know if that's comforting or not, but I've just noticed that like imposter syndrome affects so many women, especially, and it's something that we constantly have to work on. So while I'm on this journey of, you know, trying to work on not having imposter syndrome and feeling very, very confident in myself, I I wanted to share it with you. So I want to share it because I know that I'm not the only one feeling it. But if you want me to do a whole episode on this, let me know. Screenshot this, post it on your story. Let me know you're listening and DM me if you want me to do a entire episode on this because I think that that would be really interesting. But 
As for any life updates of mine besides Rella wrapping up and launching in November, that's probably my biggest one. And we're actually hosting two webinars next month. So if you are someone who is on social media, if you're an influencer, a content creator, you're interested in social media, we're actually doing a webinar in the beginning of October for how to negotiate brand deals and monetize. So it's not just about negotiation, but it's going to be how to monetize your social media and how to really run it as a business. And then the second one is going to be at the end of October. And that one is going to be how to grow on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok and really how to like grow your brand on social. So if you want to know when those are coming out, definitely follow Rella Social on Instagram. And also you can sign up to be one of the first users and like sign up on our email list at rellasocial.com. But I'm super excited. I, I would say that that's like my biggest life update is really ramping up the marketing efforts for Rella. So this episode is, I guess, fitting because we're talking about girls building empires. And I think that you guys are actually going to really, really love this episode. As I said, I was on the Girls Building Empires podcast with Madison Reed, and I really loved her conversation. So I had booked her to be on the Real Real, and I just knew that I had to talk more with her and like extend that conversation. You're going to hear immediately why she's such a fabulous host for the Girls Building Empires podcast because she has an amazing speaking voice and she's a natural conversationalist. Like you're just going to be able to tell. It's such an important part of podcasting that I I think it can really make or break a host. I've listened to some podcasts where I'm like, "Okay, this is just like a little like they they can't hold a conversation it's a little bit too like one question after the other like there's no flow but Madison is such an easy person to chat with and her story about becoming a podcast host is so uplifting and empowering and she really reminded me that no goal or dream is out of reach and I mean I swear if you looked up the word ambition in the dictionary you would see her photo and although she didn't have any podcast experience in the past her persistence and her confidence landed her this dream role of being the podcast host we hear all about her journey to building confidence in the podcast space and how you have to practice what you preach and on today's episode we dive deep into tips for higher productivity and motivation ways to build your confidence through the simple act of showing up imposter syndrome mm-hmm. yes we talk about it and how it affects women directly and how to apply for your dream job and make your application stand out. I know that you are going to absolutely love this episode with Madison. And if you guys are listening to this episode and you enjoy it and you want to hear more about my journey with, you know, building my business and building my brand, then head on over to the Girls Building Empires podcast because I was on their episode as well. It's coming out on Tuesday. So if you're listening to this Monday and you're one of the first listeners, just wait one day and the podcast will be out. But yeah, I, I, I loved the episode that I was on with her. She was one of my favorite podcast hosts that I've had the pleasure of interacting with. And so definitely do that. And also screenshot this if you are listening and post it on your story because that's how a ton of people find new podcasts. So if you enjoy this podcast, let everyone else know that you're enjoying it. I want to repost you. I want to thank you. Screenshot Instagram story, tag me at The Real Real Podcast and at Natalie Barbu. And I will repost you and just honestly say thank you because that is such a huge help. As well as reviewing the podcast. So if you have not already, take a moment, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a nice review. If you enjoyed this podcast at all, it really, really helps my podcast. So that would mean a lot to me if you guys don't mind leaving a five-star review on there. But without further ado, let's get into this episode with Madison. 
Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tip are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Waze new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Waze new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Waze other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Hello, Madison. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. (laughs) I'm super excited to have you on. We had an amazing conversation back on the Girls Building Empires podcast, and I was so excited after that to have you on mine. So we're just going to get started with setting the record straight. This is some stereotypes, some assumptions, and then you'll let me know if they're true or false. Got it? Okay, let's do it. All right. So the first one is if you want to do something, you have to just do it. 
I will say that's true. I think I, I talk myself out of things a lot of the time, but at the end of the day, if it's like stuck in my head, I'm just going to do it. I just have to do it. I'm impulsive like that. <laughs> I am so impulsive to a fault. I think it's like, yeah. I have an idea and I'm like, okay, like, let me, let me buy the equipment. Let me start the thing. Let me get the Instagram yes. handle. Let me do all of this stuff. And I'm like, I need to slow down and actually think. And it's funny. Cause like, right. My boyfriend, for example, is not like that. Like he's, he likes to think and he likes to, you know, make my sure boyfriend it's right. As well. yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, just do it. Like, just start, like, like have yeah. that phone conversation, just start like going yeah. after whatever. And he's like, I need, I don't even know if I want to do this. And I'm like, well, who cares? <laughs> details, like, just- <laughs> you can, you can think through the details later, like just getting started. Like I'm excited to just get into it. You know, yeah. like I don't care about the details. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I always give the advice to people that like just start something and like you'll learn along the way. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. I guess there is like a certain, like obviously you need to have like some sort of plan also before you dive into something, depending on what it is. But there's like a safe balance there, you know, like you have to expect or like anticipate what's to come with something that you're starting, but you don't have to know everything before you jump into it. Like after interviewing so many people like who have started their businesses, they're like, yeah, I had no idea when I first started and I'm so happy I started it then. So like just do the damn thing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The next one is that comparison sets you back. Yes. So true. Oh my goodness. And I think I'm becoming more and more aware of this like I saw this on TikTok like a bunch of times and it's like comparison is the thief of happiness and it's so true like you could feel so good about what you're doing and then you start to see what other people are doing and you get in this groove of like comparing yourself to them and what you're doing to what they're doing and what you're doing is great but mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're seeing what other people are doing and you're like shit I know like I should be doing so much more And it's like a cycle because you're comparing yourself to someone who's quote unquote doing better than you. And then other people are comparing themselves to you probably also, you know, it's like, yeah, like, oh my God, like she's doing so much. She's doing so great. And then here you are thinking like, I'm a failure. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think also like social media gives such a bad lens to like the reality, like even though we try making it a reality, like even though we try making it casual, we try to like show off our real life. We're, there's always a filter on it, you know, like 100%. there's always some sort of how am I going to be perceived? Like I yeah. want to be perceived as relatable, but like I can't really show like the bad parts of me, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's it's even worse sometimes when you want to be like real and casual and relatable, but like there's still a filter on it, but it makes other people think that there's not a filter on it, if that makes sense. Yes. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like you're looking at other people, you're like, oh my God, they're being so authentic and like real and they're showing the dirty details. Little do we know, like that's even covered up. Like there's a mask on that. Mm-hmm. And it's very just like catered to what we want to see. And what we put out is very catered to like what we want other people to perceive us. It's so interesting because like we're in our own heads, right? We're like, oh my God, like this is how this is going. But no one out there knows that you're thinking that way about yourself. Exactly. If that makes any sense. I feel like we're just like trying to word all these complicated concepts, but <laughs> I feel like it's so relatable at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I like podcasts the best because like, yeah, they're definitely the least edited. You're sitting down having a 45 minute conversation. Like it's hard to kind of add a filter onto the podcast too. Yeah. 100%. So I love the podcast. And then the next one is that imposter syndrome is more common in women than men. 
I mean, I have, I won't speak for men because I have no clue what they're feeling like, but I've actually saw this somewhere. Like, I think I've heard someone like speak on this, that it's more common. Actually, I think it was you. Did you speak on this before? (laughs) I mentioned that on your podcast. So I was like, I want to know what you think about it. (laughs) Okay. Cause I was like, wait, I've 100% heard this before. I mean, it's kind of true. I think I don't think I've ever actually brought imposter syndrome up like that idea to my boyfriend but he's obviously listened to the show and I don't think they think that way at all like I think that they think whatever they're doing like they're top shit and they should be doing what they're doing but I mean it's tough to say because I think imposter syndrome really comes out online I think like and that kind of goes along with like the comparison thing I feel like that's when you're like looking at other people and you're like, oh, like they're so qualified for this. Like, how am I able to like do this? Like, why am I like worthy of like trying to do this? Like, who do I think I am kind of thing? So I like to think that like comparison and imposter syndrome, they kind of go hand in hand because without looking at other people, like I would probably feel so confident in what I'm doing because I'm not looking at other people and being like, oh shit, like they're doing better. Exactly. makes sense. No, totally. That's how I feel. I feel like it's because we're seeing other people and we're like, wait, they have this, 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 and this that I don't have, which means that like, I'm not qualified to do it. Or, you know, you look at your age and you're like, oh, I'm too young to be doing something like this. Or like, oh, I didn't go to that school or I didn't have, you know, whatever. Like you start comparing yourself against people that you think are worthy, quote unquote. And like, yeah, that's when imposter syndrome comes in. And I don't know if it's that like men just don't see it that way or yeah, obviously I need to know, like, how did you find this out? So I obviously I don't speak for everyone. I am sure there are so many men that have imposter syndrome, but right. I think that in general, it's such a female emotion in the sense that like we mm. compare ourselves so much harder than others, because I feel like a lot of times for women, let's say in business, for example, you feel like you have to fit the mold of a man in business. Like, I feel like I can't be that girly. I can't be that feminine. I can't, you know, my voice needs to bit like go down a few notches. Like I can't, you know, so it's like, yeah, all of that. I'm like very, very aware of, and I'm like hyper aware of it, but men are not hyper aware of that because it's like, that's just who they are. You know, like they don't have yeah. high pitched voices. Usually they don't have, you know, they, they don't have to worry about like the world is more masculine in that sense. And like the mm. business sense. So like, so I think that that's also one reason why, but I remember mentioning this on your podcast. I had asked my co-founder, I was like, do you ever feel imposter syndrome? Yes. And he was like, I don't even know what that is. Like he literally <laughs> didn't even know what that was. And I was like, I can't believe you don't know what that is because like that has literally been ingrained into my head for like the past 10 years. Like I've been knowing and been aware of imposter syndrome and like thinking that I have it. So like, I think that that's why is just that the, the world of business, especially like I can't speak Mm. for other industries, but I do think like in business, in entrepreneurship, our examples of success typically are men because men are usually, you know, like they're the most common entrepreneur, like how many men entrepreneurs to female entrepreneurs are there? Like not that many. So, or a lot more. So I think that that's Mm -hmm. why it's like, we're comparing ourselves to someone that's more like different than us. And that's why we feel imposter syndrome. So I feel that way in that sense, obviously there are so many different aspects to this conversation that we could have, but Mm -hmm. I think that in general, it's just like the world of like investing VC entrepreneurship, anything like that is mm-hmm. built around men. So it they they feel more comfortable in it. 
Wow. And so that's why I think that it affects women more than men. But I obviously have never done an actual study on it. I don't know. I'm just basing yeah. it off of like my experience. Yeah, no, it's so true. I totally get that. Yeah. But I also want to know, I always love asking my podcast guests this question. Mm-hmm. What did you want to be when you were growing up? And is it like similar to what you are doing today? Because I think that that is yeah. such a like telling sign about what you wanted to be when you were younger compared to like what you're doing today. Oh my God. Okay. It depends on the age. Okay. If I was like a kid, like a child, I probably wanted to become a pop star. Like I'm not <laughs> kidding. I thought I was the next Hannah Montana, <laughs> but I don't know. Cause I was, I've always been that person that I always want to be like in front of the camera and like in front of the microphone. So it's so ironic that this is what I'm doing now. Like literally like speaking is my job, you know, That's like being in front awesome, of the camera though. and talking is my job. Um, I know. So I feel like it kind of translated over maybe a little bit. Like, I feel like I've always kind of wanted to have that. I mean, call me like self-absorbed, but like spotlight. Yeah. Like career. That is not self-absorbed. I think that that's <laughs> like, that's something that you're interested in. There's so many people yeah. that like, don't want to be in the spotlight. They want to be behind the scenes and like, they're mm. equally just as important, I feel like. So I don't view that as like a self-absorbed type of thing. I think it's just like, you like providing value you like entertaining you like yeah you know being the one that is like doing that rather than like behind the scenes so I think yeah. that that's totally normal I was the exact same way growing up I like <laughs> loved being on camera I mm-hmm. loved filming like videos I would force my siblings to like record videos with me and I would like make my parents watch them like I like loved all of that oh my stuff. god amazing it was very natural to do YouTube I feel like when I did yeah but Now I'm curious because you're part of Girls Building Empires. You have, you host the Girls Building Empires podcast. Yes. So what is Girls Building Empires? Because I know you have like the social media page, you have the podcast. It's, can you explain a little bit more about what that is and like what your role is as the podcast host? Yeah. So I like to kind of describe it as like a media group. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like we're Girls Building Empires, like, and we are on Instagram, we're on Facebook. I mean, not a lot of people I know at our age now are just like, (laughs) Facebook isn't really the go-to, but we are on Facebook. And we also like sell courses and we have like webinars sometimes where we bring on like just really inspirational women. And a lot of the girls who I'm kind of interviewing, like I've actually did an interview with the woman who was gonna do a webinar with us. And we're just here to just inspire women. And We've kind of grown a following on Instagram because of that, because we post, you know, these inspirational quotes and now we're bringing in reels and stuff and we just want to like motivate people. And I think it was around April when they were looking for a podcast host. I think they were like, okay, let's branch into the podcast realm while everyone's doing it. And I saw that and I was like, you know what? I have, I really have nothing to lose. I just applied for it. And I think a bunch of people applied for it. Honestly, I have I have no idea. I'm not going to speak like I know what happened in that way. But we went through a few interviews and I guess they just wanted to like take a chance on me. They liked what I had to bring and they thought I was kind of relatable. And I don't really have a background in podcasting like at all. Like I'm a communications major and that's as far as it goes when it comes to like that industry. But yeah, they just signed me on and now I'm the host and I basically have creative control when it comes to who comes on what content I produce 
like how many episodes, how long they are, how it's edited, how it's produced. Like I very much so have control over that, which I'm so grateful for. Like my team's great and basically saying like, Madison, like this is your independent project, but we're like, we're here for you 100%. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. And from that, I've been able to like meet you and meet so many other people that growing up, I've kind of just been watching you guys create things on social media. And I was like, Oh my God, like, that'd be so cool if I could do that one day. And now I'm here just like sitting and chatting with you. It's, it's, it's kind of a full circle moment. <laughs> to no, say the that's least. incredible. And when you got the job, were you like networking with them beforehand? Were you, you know, did you kind of put yourself in front of them other than just the application or what was that kind of like when it yeah, came to like getting so, it? Oh my God, this is, it's so random. I don't know if you guys have this in the States, like I'm from Canada, but it's called Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to check. So I was actually looking through Indeed cause I wanted, I wanted a summer job that had something to do with like social media mm-hmm. and like trying to find something like that. You got to have like the inside scoop almost like you need to almost like network and like know somebody in order to get one of those jobs or have experience of some kind. And I didn't have any experience at that time. So I was just kind of searching and I saw it on Indeed, like podcast host, girls building empires. And I was like, what? Like you never see this stuff. Yeah. On here. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. But they wanted like a video recording, basically like talking about yourself. And at the time, like I was super busy with school and stuff. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it really, really good. So I wanted to like have my big like DSLR camera and like have the nice setup. But then when I went to upload it, they took down the application and I was like, oh shit. Like I lost my opportunity. I was like super upset, but I said, you know what? I don't know if they like pick someone. I just wanted to like find out. So I DM them on Instagram actually. And luckily somehow they saw it out of the 2 million people. They saw it and they were like, yeah, like here's the email. Just like send them an email saying like you're looking to apply. So I'm like, wait, they're still looking. This is, this is great. (laughs) So I apply and I didn't get an answer. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep emailing them until they email me back. I'm basically going to pester them until they email me back. So I think I emailed them one or two times after that. And they're like, yep, like we're looking for a podcast host. Like let's set up a Zoom call. So we set up a Zoom call. And then after that, like I'll be completely candid because I don't think they care that I share this stuff. But they were asking for a lot of like experience of like script write-ups that I've done or something. And I was like shitting my pants. Like I was FaceTiming (laughs) my boyfriend. I'm like... Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know if they think I've experienced whatever, whatever. And I just wanted to be straight up with like my boss and just say, you know what? Like, I'm young. Like, I feel like I could do a lot with this podcast. Like, I'm so motivated. I don't have experience in podcasting, but I know what I can do with this. And I would love this opportunity. And basically from there, we had a couple more meetings and then they were like, okay, let's do it. So I was like, okay, I kind of like had nothing to lose and just went for it. (laughs) So I love that you say that the application was put down or taken Mm -hmm. down. Then you emailed them, you followed up, you emailed them again. Like so many people stop at the application being taken down. They're like, oh, it's gone. Darn, I missed my chance. And then they Mm -hmm. move on and then they try to find something else. But I always find, especially interviewing people and like even in my own experience with how I found people like for my own brand and for Rella, for myself, whenever I've hired anyone, it's been in ways that are not just the traditional apply and that's it. Yes. Because especially as a small business, we are so like, I want someone that 
really resonates with the brand. I want someone that is going to be like super motivated. I don't care about experience. Like I really don't like, yeah, yeah, experience is great, whatever. But like, I care more about just what are you going to do? And like, is it going to be good? If that's the Mm -hmm. case, like I literally could not care less if you had another job that like had to do with this. Like if you're going to put in the effort, you're going to work hard. Like that's all I want to see from you. So you being persistent showed them probably that like, okay, this girl is actually a hard worker. She's motivated. So many people would not have even DM'd them. And so many people would never have even like followed up because, you know, you're scared to be annoying. So like, what are some networking tips, I guess, that you would have for people that are trying to go after that like dream job and get their foot in the door, even if they don't necessarily have experience? Because I also noticed that a lot of times if you are underqualified, quote unquote, for a job, Mm -hmm. people just don't apply. But I'm like, right. obviously don't apply for a job that's like, oh, director of whatever with 20 years experience. But yeah, let's say you're a little underqualified. You don't have the experience necessary, but like you think that you would be great for a role. What's your tips on like going after it and even try like trying to kind of get that dream job? I would say just like don't count yourself out early kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like kind of what you said, like a lot of the times they don't really look at experience, like how I got this job. Like I straight up told them I don't have experience and they somehow still took me on, but also like do your research. And it's kind of funny because we were just talking about like, start something before you know everything. But when you're applying for a job, like go in with like knowledge about like the company and knowledge about like, you know, podcasting, like as for example, like I didn't have experience, but I did tell him like, okay, I can do this with it. I can do this with it. I can do this with it. And the more drive and motivation you have, like they can tell that like, that's pretty transparent. Like if you're really bubbly versus if you're just kind of like stating the facts, Mm -hmm. I think they can distinguish whether you actually want this job and like go for it kind of thing versus if you're not actually as interested. I don't know if that really answered your question. Yeah. But like my, for example, like my boss would always say like, after like a couple months went by, he would always say like, Madison, like, I love how you would just like badger me on text. Like if I don't respond to your text, like you're texting me an hour later asking if like I got your message kind of thing. And people love that. People love that. Like you're engaged and you're trying and you're always trying to like push and like set the expectations and standards to be higher. Like people want to work with you when you have that kind of drive. So Mm -hmm. showing that early, I think really sets you apart from other people. A hundred percent. And like, it's so easy to work for a company and just like cruise by and like not really put in the effort, not put in the work. But when you do put in the work, when you do put in the effort, that is like, you can see it. And it's, I think it's across the board, like small business or big corporations. just finished a book called unapologetically ambitious I may have mentioned it Mm. on your podcast I think I was like just starting it when I okay was on your podcast maybe I didn't I'm not sure but it's about um this a CEO um she was the first African-American CEO like in Silicon Valley and she was under the age of 40 I think she may have just been like turned 40 or like right under the age of 40 and she had spent her career at IBM for the most part and then worked Mm. for another tech company and whatever, like became CEO and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. And that was her goal from the beginning. And I think a lot of times people hear about, you have to be ambitious. You have to have a drive when it comes to like startups or small businesses or like owning your own business. But I think even in like the corporate world, there is a way to make yourself stand out. And it's like Mm. always going above and beyond. Like you need to put in that effort and like people will notice. Like I think people notice more when you put in an effort than when you're like slacking off. 
Like, I really think that that's true, true because it's yeah. so easy to just kind of like skirt by, like slack off a little bit and no one notice. But like when you're actually going above and beyond, that's like, wow, like, oh my God, you're making my life so much easier. Or like, mm-hmm. wow, I don't want to lose you. You know, like that's a mentality yes. that people have. So I love that you're one of those people that's like going, you know, like sending that mm-hmm. double text, reaching out, following up, coming up with new yeah. ideas. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't have to do that. Like, that's not something you have to do. Yeah. But I think that just kind of goes to show like, how much do you really want it? You know, Mm -hmm. like I really wanted this job. Like I saw it and I saw it as an opportunity and I was like, these opportunities, they don't really come around that often. So I'm like, it. like I have nothing to lose. Sorry. Can I swear on here? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to make sure. And were you nervous getting this, like being a podcast host because the audience is big. I mean, it's, it was your first podcast host job yes so like how how nervous were you what was that like oh my god I was terrified like I had oh the prelude it's literally two minutes long um I think it took me an entire work day to record like (laughs) swear to god and it's not even oh my god go listen to it it's horrible it's not even like very casual either like I had the script written out and I had to like read it word for word and I was like oh no that's not good and redo it so I was I was extremely nervous. You watch my first like three episodes or listen to my first three episodes. They're very awkward. Like I'm asking question and then question and then question. And it's not very cat. Like it doesn't flow very well. But I mean, I was one of the people that I listened to a lot of podcasts. So I like to say that I kind of knew what I was doing when it comes to like interviewing people. But it's tough to say with podcasting, you don't really see your audience. You know, like Mm -hmm. I never really realized like, oh, shit, like this many people are listening. I'm like, oh, boy. So I didn't think it hit me until like a couple episodes in that I was like, oh, like people are like actually listening to me. I think at first it was just kind of like for fun. Obviously, I was still nervous, but I didn't really take in how many people were listening. But obviously, like it was part of it was my job. Like I had Mm -hmm. to get these out and I have to perform and I wanted to grow and I mean, looking back on what my first episodes were versus like what my episodes are now, like it's kind of cool to see how like you've grown and how I've gone from being nervous to being comfortable in front of the mic. Yeah, well, I can say like when you interviewed me, that was like one of my favorite interviews. It just felt so casual and like, thank you. So normal. Like I love when interviews feel casual, like when they're just like chatting, not okay, next question, next question. Like, yes, it's just feels like you're talking to a friend which is so much mm-hmm. better than like having a strict like question and answer yeah. session yeah. I would say yeah but it was like I really had to adapt and like kind of learn and like get my footing because in the beginning like you're hosting it and you're like okay I want to be this long and I want to ask these questions like how do I flow into that next question but you also have to remember like it's a conversation and I really like learn that along the way and I think that's okay I think a lot of people like early on kind of have to like get their footing that way totally I always tell people like your first piece of content whatever it is TikTok Instagram YouTube podcast whatever it's gonna Mm -hmm. be bad like it's not gonna be good like when you're five years in you're gonna look back at that first piece of content and you're gonna be like oh my god that's so embarrassing but you just have to post it and like you'll learn as you go because you're not gonna learn if you're not actively doing it like and I, I don't even think like oh like if I pre-record and then I upload I'm like you're never gonna be satisfied though so just like yes jump yeah. the gun and upload that's where my impulsiveness I think comes in handy yeah <laughs> this is where it comes in handy not for impulsive shopping but like yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. But how do you prep for podcasts? Because I know you said that you were super nervous and that like, yeah, you listen to podcasts. So it felt comfortable to you, but I think a lot of people forget at the prep process, you know, it's like, Oh, yeah. podcasting is so easy. You're just jumping on a mic and talking to someone. And you're like, honey, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. It's like, what's your, what's your way of like prepping before each guest? Okay. I want to know yours too after. Cause I just released an episode talking to Kenzie Elizabeth about this actually. And what I like to do is I create like an overview. Obviously, you know this cause I sent it to you, but I'll create like an overview and I kind of touch on points that I want to talk about, obviously, like, for example, like for you, like I wanted to talk about how you got started on social media, how you started your podcast, how you started your startup company kind of thing. And then from there, I kind of like have like underlining questions if I kind of get stuck in the moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's more of like casual conversation and I can give my input as well. Like it's one thing to interview someone and them just be talking the whole time like about themselves. It's another thing to like have a podcast and a conversation where you as a host can like give your input. So yeah, I kind of have like the main questions and then like underlining questions. But then I always tell myself that if we get into a topic that's not on there, it's okay. And it's almost mm -hmm. for the better because that is what the listeners want to hear. That's what is completely raw and authentic and real and flows. And you can tell that it's just like, you're just having a conversation. But a lot of people I bring on the show are like content creators, which is great because they have a ton of content on the internet for me to just like scroll about their life and me basically know everything about them before I interview them. Yeah. <laughs> so I spend a good amount of time like just watching their vlogs or watching like their recent content. So then I kind of... I'm super up to date about what's going on in their life. So I can kind of touch on those topics. And then from there, I'll just, you know, create my overview, send it over. And yeah, I try to listen to some like pump up music, like some David Guetta or something yeah. <laughs> when I'm getting ready. <laughs> so so funny. do you ever record in the morning and you're like, wait, I literally haven't spoken a word this morning. Like my voice is going to be like, crackly has that yes. ever happened to you you're like um <laughs> one time someone asked to schedule a podcast at like 7 a.m and I was like listen I can't like I'm like yeah. I, this is not gonna be a good episode if I am on the microphone at 7 a.m because like one I wake up at seven so like that's like my normal mm. wake up time so for me to have to wake up at like six and like be ready for the podcast and set oh, up God. like yeah I'm just gonna be tired I'm not gonna be happy I'm not like you know it's like Yes. Let's just do it another time when you can do it later because I'm not doing a podcast at, and at you 7 a.m. You haven't like spoken yet. You know, it's yeah. one thing if you record like in the afternoon and you've had like a couple conversations with some people, you've already like used your vocal cords. It's another thing when the first thing you say is on the mic is like, like super cracked up. And it's like podcasting and YouTube, like anything on social media, you have to be in it, you know, like people yeah. can tell if you're off, like if I'm having a yeah. conversation and I'm just like, okay, like, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's like, no one's, no one's happy. Like the guest isn't happy. The guest is going to be less enthused. Yeah. The audience is going to be like, what is this? Like you have to be very present. And I am someone that like, it's hard for me to turn on, you know, like if I am not physically feeling it because like, I'm not like a character online where it's like okay yeah. I have my like podcast persona and I have my YouTube persona like pr I'm the same in real life as I am yeah. like, on YouTube and on the podcast so it's not like I can just like switch it on like I 
I went to a live show uh, in LA. I went to like the James Corden, like live tape recording one time when I was there. Cool. And he is a character. Like he turns himself on and he's like so vibrant and happy. The second the cameras stop rolling, he sits back and he's on his phone. Like not a smile, not just like scrolling. And like, and it's like the cameras start rolling and he's like on again. I'm like, what? Wow. Like, that's so weird. And like, I don't blame him. You know, he's doing this every single night. Like, it's, it's exhausting. Like, he was nice. Like, at the end, he came and like talked to everyone in the audience, you know? So it, he was like mm-hmm. a very nice guy. But it was one of those things where like he turns on and he turns off. And like, that is not something mm-hmm. that I can do. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds like more work, if anything. Yeah. To so just like but, put I mean, on this persona. Yeah. It works for him. And like, he's definitely built a brand off of like that persona of his. So but like, yeah. it's, that's not how I yeah. run my brand, I guess. So it's very hard for me to be like, uh, like if I'm off, if I'm not feeling good to like turn myself on and make, yes. <laughs> turn myself on, but to like <laughs> turn my character on. I'm like, okay, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, to, you know, be, be on and then like yeah. record a podcast. So how did you develop that confidence then to record with these like people that you don't know, you know, like these oh, geez, content yeah. creator, these business leaders like how I know you have a podcast episode all about like developing confidence but like how did you develop that and like is this something you just kind of always had or is it something you're practicing um it's definitely something I'm practicing I think it kind of grew with the more episodes I did I kind of like reminded myself like okay Madison like I've been in this spot before I've been in this spot where I'm interviewing this person that I've literally looked up to for years like you can do it I just kind of look at it as an opportunity you know Mm -hmm. like I didn't have this opportunity last year and I wish I did so now that I have this like I can't I can't be anything less than amazing I guess (laughs) and like I don't know. Like I, I just remind myself that I've, I've been given this opportunity. So I need to just use it to the best that of my abilities, I guess. And I mean, I kind of look at it as a privilege. Like I have the privilege to like talk to you, Natalie, or like mm-hmm. talk to like some of my other guests. Whereas before when I didn't have the job, like I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. Do you feel like as time has gone on, you've, you've gotten, you've gained more confidence though with like talking to people yeah. and like interviewing yeah. people and like with what you're doing? Yeah. When it comes to confidence, 100%. Like, like I said before, my first couple episodes are horrible. Like I'm just kind of shaky. Obviously that comes from like not really recording on podcasts at all, but I mean, I still get nervous, you know, like it's, it's a journey, but it kind of depends on the guests. Like I'm, I'm still nervous. Like a big thing for me was when I recorded with JC Marie Smith, I was kind of like in awe. Cause I'm like, I've been following this girl since I was like 16. And now she's like on my computer screen and I'm talking to her, but I just kind of need to remind myself that this is my project. This is my podcast. This is my baby basically. And I need to like show up for my listeners who listen every week, you know, they want to come on and like, listen to like a confident Maddie and they want to listen to like the guests be comfortable and that's my job. That's what I need to do. I need to be bubbly. And like you said, like not put on a persona, but I like to be confident on the mic and Mm -hmm. I'm telling other people to be confident in their job. And who am I to just like, come on here and be shy now? You know, like Mm -hmm. I need to embody what I'm trying to teach and practice what I preach. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's such a good mindset shift though, because so many people don't have that mindset you know it's not like well I need to be amazing it's like a lot of people constantly kind of doubt themselves and like don't think that way so I think that is a really good shift to be like 
I have no choice but to be great. So like, that is what I'm going to be. And obviously like, you're not going to be a hundred percent like best at all times, but that doesn't matter. Like you don't, to be amazing, to be great, to be confident, you don't have to be a hundred percent every single second of the day. Mm -hmm. You just have to kind of have that mindset. And I think that's something that a lot of people, if they put into practice, like if they started thinking that way, would feel so much more confident, even if they don't believe it at first. I'm like such a big believer in just like saying it, even if you don't believe it at first, because like eventually you will. Yeah. And oh my God, just thinking back now, like there were episodes where I would be like sweating and like, I'm just hoping my guests wouldn't notice because I'm just like so nervous and like below I'm like twiddling my thumbs because I'm so nervous. But in those moments, like I definitely just reminded myself like, you've been here before. Like you're okay. Mm -hmm. You've done episodes before you've gone through it. It's been a good episode. So what you stuttered, you just edit that out. Like this is your podcast. Like you've been here before you're able Mm -hmm. to do it kind of thing. Yeah. And what are some lovely, like your favorite guest advice or guest like tidbits that you've gotten from like interviewing all of these amazing women throughout the past few months? I mean, I think one thing that has kind of been a pattern that I'm noticing is that we're all kind of in the same boat. And Mm -hmm. that kind of goes along with the comparison thing. Like I've followed these content creators for so long and kind of looked up to them. And I'm like, oh my God, they have it all together. Like they know what they're doing and all this stuff. And then they come on my show and they're like, I have no clue what I'm doing. (laughs) And they basically just like spill the tea. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is interesting. And I'm just realizing this now that like, we're all in the same, but we all literally don't know what we're doing. We're all talking about like how to be self-confident and stuff yet we're struggling with confidence. And that's incredibly reassuring for me because on those days when I'm like, oh man, my imposter syndrome is just like at an all time max. Like, I just don't feel like I can, I'm worthy of this. I kind Mm -hmm. of think back to those girls who are like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I've been doing this for 10 years. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like shit and some days I feel great. So it's just so reassuring to hear these like women that I w- always looked up to kind of be like, it's okay. Like I feel the exact same way you feel. Yeah. I've, that is also like the one thing that I love recording podcasts and like interviewing people yeah. because you realize, and that's also like, kind of what we said in the beginning, podcasting is the one that's like the least edited, the least filtered, like it's the most real. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true. Like people will come on and be like, I literally failed so many times in the beginning and like I this didn't work out this didn't work out this didn't work out or they'll be like this is like my fifth business that I'm trying to start like whatever you know it's like people don't see that people only see the success and people only see like when you've made it so then Mm -hmm. it's like oh like you're an overnight success and it's like there is no such thing as an overnight success yeah what literally No. no such thing because you just just because you didn't know about them two weeks ago doesn't mean that they weren't like working hard two weeks ago. And I think that that's something the internet kind of does like a disservice on it, like blows people up. And then it's like, Oh my God, like that was so easy. It's like, no, that's not like, yeah, so much harder than what it, yeah. It's so much harder than what you think it is. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely my favorite part of interviewing guests on my podcast. And what have you learned? Like any productivity tips? I love talking about like productivity and like, routines on the show just Mm -hmm. to kind of help anyone else out have you like practice any of those or Mm -hmm. like what are kind of some productivity tips that you implement in your own life oh that's a good one I'm trying to think or how do you keep yourself like motivated I guess okay how do I keep myself motivated I just remember a time 
when I wished that I was doing what I'm doing right now. Like I remember when I was applying for this job and I'm like, oh my God, I wrote on a sticky note and stuck it to my wall. Like, okay, I'm going to be the host of the Girls Building Empires podcast. And I just remember wanting it so badly. And now in times when there's like slumps or ruts and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I feel so unmotivated to do this, blah, blah, blah. I just think back to when I wanted it so badly. And now that I have it, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to do this. Then I need to build it to what I said I like I was going to build kind of thing. Yeah, no, I love that. I love writing it down on a sticky note and like Mm -hmm. putting it on the wall. Like I have a journal that I write in and I'll write in it like kind of dreams that I want to achieve. And like, I can't wait to one day, like look back at that and be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that happened. Like one of my goals is to be on like Forbes 30 under 30. That's the most cliche goal every I feel like everyone wants to be on that list but I really want to be on that list and that's like definitely a goal of mine so mm-hmm. I have that written down I'm like I hope it happens I got four more years for it to happen so amazing <laughs> let's amazing. see but yeah so like I love writing it down and like I remember this one I didn't actually I'm not sure if I wrote it down or not but I remember I had a friend and who also did YouTube with me and like we were like YouTube friends and like we always talked about like growing on YouTube together and like all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And we were both like, oh my God, like if one day we hit a hundred thousand, like we've made it, like we will be so happy. And like now I've, I hit a hundred thousand and yeah. now I'm almost at 300,000. And I'm like, I can't believe that that happened. Like I never yeah. thought that that would happen. Like it was such a far distant dream of mine. And like And now I feel like I need to appreciate it more because like you're always looking for the next thing. Then it's like, all right, hundreds checked off, 200. All right, 200 checked off, 500, 500. Okay, now I want a million. And it's like, I'm trying to be content with what I have and not, you know, be like, obviously continue to work hard and like reach bigger goals. But yeah, remembering when when you wanted what you have now is like so important, I think. Oh my God, yeah. I love that. I talk about it all the time on the show too. Like reflect on where like, where you were compared to where you are now. Like it's crazy because you will, you'll feel humbled and you will like just be incredibly overwhelmed with like gratitude, mm-hmm. you know? Cause you're like, wow, like I, I did that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I think where a lot of my motivation stems. I'm like, I did that. So like I can continue if I did that. <laughs> right. And like, I remember I went to, when I was younger, I was maybe like 1920 or something like that. And I had gone to BeautyCon in New York and I had gone as like, not a guest, like I paid for a ticket and I went to BeautyCon and Mm -hmm. I would like, I took pictures with like all of these YouTubers and all of this stuff. And now I'm like friends with some of them. And I'm like, this is just so weird. And I'm never going to bring that up because I'm like embarrassed. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not bringing that up, but I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, that's, I literally was such like a fan of these people. And like, I always Mm -hmm. looked up to them and been like, wow, if only I could be doing like what they're doing. And now I am. And I'm like, this is just so weird. Like, it's so, so, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely motivating too. You're like, oh, like I did that. I can do anything now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But before we go, I wanted to do a little segment that we do on this podcast called Feels Over Reels. And it's where you say like something that you're feeling this week, it could be gratitude, it could be a a high and low, but any, anything that you're like grateful for, or like feeling whatever about. (laughs) Okay. So it's like, how am I feeling this week? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 
Ooh, I I will say that I feel very overwhelmed this week. I think this week especially is where I need to like tap into like that motivation, like kind of continue what I'm doing, which I'm so thankful that we're chatting about this now because I'm like, I just need to remind myself like what I did and where I'm going mm-hmm. because this week, you know, like second week back in school, like I'm training ball six days a week. Like I play basketball at my university. So I train like six days a week, sometimes a couple times a day. And now I have the podcast and I think, I don't think I know we're trying to do like behind the scenes vlogs kind of thing, like for our YouTube channel. I'm like so overwhelmed with so many things that now I just need to like think back. Okay. You wished you had this last year. Yeah. So now I'm in it kind of thing. So it's good that we had this conversation. I needed this little reminder. <laughs> awesome. Good. I'm glad. But thank you so much, Madison, for coming on my podcast. Where can they find your podcast? Where can they find you? Where can they find Girls Building Empires? Link everything. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. My personal Instagram is just Madison V. Reed. And you can find us on Instagram, just Girls Building Empires. And you can listen to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we also put out like video episodes on our YouTube channel. So yeah, you can go find us there. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll have everything linked below, but yeah, I can't wait. And also I'm on your podcast. So if anyone wants to hear that, they can, I'll have that link down below also. Yes. Go listen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the mom room podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood. Hey, my name is Lovan Roomf and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.